Camp, Camp Radio. Camp Radio. Camp Radio. Camp Radio. Welcome Radio. to Camp Radio, Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio, discussing trends and issues that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. To learn more about TN Baptist Camps, visit us at tnbaptistcamps.org. Now, today's Camp Radio. Thank you for joining us on Camp Radio. My name is Kevin Perich, and I'll be your host. We continue our series on missional strategy for the church in today's culture. Uh, we have with us uh, today Phil Young. He has continued to spend some time with us just to be able to talk about his strategies, uh, the director of missions of the Knox County Baptist Association in Knoxville, Tennessee. Thank, Phil, thank you for joining us and continue his study. Thank you, Kevin. We have uh, talked just uh, briefly on our last two podcasts, first of all, dealing with being empowered by uh, God's Spirit, exploring the community. And in our third topic today, which is uh, pretty important, is the encountering people. What does that mean? We know as we begin to think about what we're looking at in this missional strategy, once we know who is in our community, now it becomes important for us to find ways to have some personal encounters. Mm. And that's really what encountering the people means. It's very simple, but it's just finding ways to actually have personal encounters with the people now that we know live among us. One of the things that we've learned, Kevin, in this, in this pandemic in 2020, we've learned a couple of things about the church. One of those is we've learned that the church is so much more than a building. For most of us, we had a, a period of time where we were not gathering inside the building of our church. Well, for so long, we really equated church with that building. Mm. Let's go to church. And what we meant was, let's go to this building. And now we're starting to learn that the church is so much more than a building. It's a, it's a lot about being the church. Gathering in that building is important. I don't want to minimize that or right. diminish that in any way. But we've learned that the church is so much more than a building during this pandemic, that it's a important to to be the church in the, the daily patterns of our life. And the pandemic has taught us some creative ways to do that. The second thing we've learned in this pandemic is that relationships really matter. When we have not had some of the normal opportunities that we had to connect with people on a daily basis, like being in the same office at work or in the same school classroom or even in the same worship gathering, what we've learned is how important those relationships are. And we found that they were so important we found a lot of creative ways to make sure that we uh, encountered people and had some relationships built and continued, even in trying times like we've been in. Well, and it's uh, it's interesting. I've heard the the quote so more so than ever before, and I think it's because people are finally making connections. Just what you says that that the church is not the building. The people were church. That's right. God's people are is the church, and I think we've heard that. We grew up in it. But this is reality now, uh, that we can't meet in that building any longer. And so uh, even by Zoom or whatever means that uh, our churches are uh, have been meeting, and, and, and even though we've started gathering our churches, we're still doing it virtually as well. So I think it's really brought to reality that it's, that's God's people. And I think what's so important for us to recognize is that during this time, as we've said, People are finding creative ways to connect with other people. Mm -hmm. I think that as we've been going through this pandemic, the encountering the people step of this missional strategy has been one of the greatest learning opportunities for us of all time. As we move forward into a culture that is increasingly moving away from Christ and moving away from gathering at the church, right. when the culture will rarely just walk into our church buildings anymore. Right. 
And as we're getting deeper and deeper into that type of culture, what we're finding is how much more important it is for followers of Christ to be able to encounter people in their daily activities, maybe where they work, the people that live next door to them. So we're learning this, that hey, as we go through this, I need to have my eyes and my heart open, not just to see who is in my community, but how can I begin to encounter them in a personal way that might begin to build a relationship where I could end up sharing with them about uh, my walk in faith in Christ? Well, people that may have been in the past that uh, may not want to even interact with others, uh, especially if they are uh, believers. And, but this has opened up new doors. And I think that's important for us to know as, as uh, God's children is to know that even though in the past some of those doors may have been very difficult to get through, they are much easier now. And so we need to just forget about the past and look to the future and, and be uh, diligent and be able to build those relationships for the opportunity to be able to share Christ. That's right. We've seen some real changes uh, in just in this last year in the way in which people encounter one another. In the neighborhood where I live, it's been very common through once the got kind of past a few of the colder days of March and we got on into this in April and May, we would come home and almost every Friday evening, we would drive past one of the streets in our subdivision and we would see about six families gathering hmm. in a driveway, having brought their own pizza box or their own bag of dinner, or whatever it might have been. But they're gathering in a driveway, keeping some safe distance among each other. But they're gathering outside in a driveway and interacting with each other because they haven't, they've had that limited. Their interaction with others has been limited. So they're finding these ways to connect. And people are so much more open now to mm-hmm. finding someone who says, hey, let's just, let's just get together. And they're hungry for that right. encounter. They're hungry for that interaction. And so we've, we've found some pretty creative ways to see that take place. Yeah. And I think that we need to encourage our congregation to do that. I mean, there, there's a certain element of fear, uh, but, uh, you know, I think we don't even have to be six feet apart. We can be from one driveway to the other is a lot further away. I think that that's a safe distance and you'll be able to communicate and talk as families and which you never did before. I think that uh, maybe our pastors will encourage them to be creative and uh, get to know our neighbors, uh, people we, we do work with, and just, uh, you know, not to norm them. Not this, you don't have to go out to eat with, with anybody. Uh, you don't have to, to uh, have a, a Bible study in your home. You can do a Bible study in your driveway. And a couple of ways that we've seen individuals encounter others is just some of the basic needs of life. One of the things that we've seen is, you remember the old, uh, kind of the old welcome wagon, Kevin, that yeah. when somebody would move into a neighborhood, they would be new in that neighborhood, the welcome wagon would come right. by and, right. and maybe bring them a gift or welcome them into the neighborhood. One of the things that we've seen individuals do is kind of take a twist on that. And so during this pandemic, when people have been closed up, we've heard stories of where people have taken like individually wrapped brownies or cookies or something along right. those lines and just simply keeping their safe social distance, but knock on the door, offer them this gift, have a little conversation mm-hmm. and be able just to to let somebody know, hey, we, we care about you. And that's just a very almost non-offensive, uh, non-obtrusive way just to say, hey, I know you've been you've been in here for a few days and it's been hard. And we haven't been able to get together, but you're still on our mind. We just want to let you know we care. And that makes a real impact on a person. Especially someone who's been, if you're a, if you are a, a senior adult, uh, retired, and you, uh, you you don't work every day, you're you're, you're basically uh, stayed home. 
within the confines of your house? Do you not see anyone? And for someone, your neighbor, to come by, knock, ring your doorbell, and you look outside, and there is a, a cake or a box of cookies just because. Just because we care. Another thing we've seen, uh, you mentioned some of the, maybe some of the elderly that have been really confined yeah. during this time because they're more cautious. Sure. They're, they're going to be more cautious as they should be about yeah. getting out. And one of the things that we've seen people do to be able to encounter these individuals is to offer to, to go and, and do the grocery shopping or pick up the groceries for an elderly person or maybe make their medication run at the local pharmacy right. or, or whatever need they might be to say, you know what, I'll do that for you. And when they do that and they bring the groceries back or they, they bring the items back from the errand, they have an opportunity to just spend a little time talking at the door, whatever right. it might be. Yeah. Uh, but they're, they're doing an act of kindness that leads to an open opportunity to have a personal interaction, a personal encounter with someone that you might not have ever taken the time to do that. And, and they probably have not spent any conversation time with anybody. And so that means a lot to them, too. And they probably, you may have a hard time getting, leaving because they want to talk so much. That's right. But, but they want you to come back. They and, do. And they want you to spend time. That's part of building that relationship. It's so vital. That's a door that would have, may have never been opened before. And this is a great opportunity if we're willing to do that. The other thing we've even seen is, you know, we talk about these encounters. And, and I think the face-to-face, the personal one that we've just talked about is important. Mm-hmm. But let's not let's not overlook the fact that we're having to connect with people a lot through technology. And I know some people are, you know, using the term "I'm zoomed out" or, right, or yeah. whatever it might be. We we've we've been in it for so long. Some of us are growing weary of that. Right. And yet, that still has given us an opportunity to connect with some people, even by technology, that maybe we would not have had an opportunity to do so before. Our neighborhood had had an online meeting. And I saw people on that online meeting that I've never even seen face-to-face <laughs> in the neighborhood. Yeah. And so you begin to, to find different ways. I just think we have to stay open and we have to stay creative and let God use what he's given us to encounter people in a personal way. Now, so how can we partner maybe with uh, schools and other agencies to help uh, to build a build those relationships. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that we encourage our churches to do. When we think about some of the things that are going on right now, partnering with a local school has been a great opportunity for several of our churches. With the online learning Mm -hmm. and the possibility of schools having to go back fully online or Mm -hmm. or whatever, uh, the option to choose online or in person, some of our churches are finding that the schools in their local community are um, the parents of the children in those schools are looking for a place maybe where their kids can go that would be safe for them to to do their work. You know, just mm-hmm. because a school goes online only, well, that creates some challenges for sure. parents. Yeah. Especially if both parents are working or when you're in a single parent home, that creates some challenges. It's a wide open door mm-hmm. for the church to say, you know what, we're going to provide a place. It's going to be a safe place, but we're going to provide a place where your child can come and do their online learning or they can mm-hmm. be here with us while until you get home from work or whatever that might be. And what's beautiful about that, Kevin, is for so many of our church buildings sit vacant through the week. Right. They're used primarily on Sunday and maybe mm-hmm. a Wednesday night through the middle of the week. But the rest of the time, many of them are yeah. sitting vacant. And that space is wide open for us to open up our doors and our hearts and say, we'll help meet this need for you. Another thing that we've seen churches do with their buildings is in that particular area, not just the schools, but other social agencies that might need to do food distribution. Mm. Places like Mobile Mills to have a place to operate out of in that community or other agencies that are that are meeting needs of mm-hmm. people, especially during the pandemic. A lot of them just need a place 
uh, to operate out of or mm-hmm. to, to come and meet and gather together to you know get organized for their ministry, whatever it might be. Our churches are prime candidates to be a partner in that effort and to show our community, you know what, we're not just a, a locked down building mm-hmm. all week long. We're, we're here for you. And one of the things that has been so important to me is encountering the people through the church in those types of partnerships helps us to embrace this way of thinking, that we, we break down our competitive way of thinking of trying to be the best church in the community, and we start to become the best church for the community. And our community will look at uh, the church differently uh, instead of just uh, a place that uh, they may feel it takes their money or they may be worshiping something they don't believe, but they actually see a church that they engaged that cares about them. That's that's different. That's how you break down those walls is that let them know that that you love them and that love is overflow because of relationship with God. So connecting with those, those uh, agencies and using your church buildings, that's, that's critical. It's a great partnership. What about uh, using like English as a second language? Yeah. You know, we talked a little bit earlier about exploring your community. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we're finding is that people from all over the world now live right next door to yeah. us. And so one of the great opportunities that a church can can take advantage of in beginning to encounter the people that they have explored in their community is when they find that maybe there are different pockets of people groups, different nationalities represented in their area. Um, they can offer English as a second language out of their church building. Mm-hmm. And so many of the resources that are available for churches to use in that uh, type of ministry are based upon the gospel. So you have an open door to actually share the story of Jesus Christ while you're teaching them English. And it's a beautiful way to say, look, we may come from different parts of the world, but you live right next door to me now. You live right here in my community, and I want to help you every way I can. Teaching them English is a a prime draw because that's what they want. They want to be able to speak the language. And as we help them do that, we get to tell them the story of Jesus. Well, and and we're not talking about anything new. No, it's uh, this been is something. Yeah, we've been doing this. Churches have been doing this for a, a while, but because of circumstances, it makes things different. And a church, you know, a pastor may be thinking right now, well, how can I do this uh, in our church because we need social distancing? Well, probably if you start back your church anyway, you have a protocol in which you have, may have had. Uh, uh, they can only sit in certain pews and they wear their masks. You can do that in the same setting, uh, doing uh, uh, ESL, and because uh, you're not probably not going to have a large group anyway. Right, that's right. Uh, so this would work perfectly, or a block party, which you you many churches have been involved in that. Some associations still have block party trailers uh, that has all that supplies you can get from just doing something on a block outside. Uh, you know, I think even even so much having a movie outside, you know, that's great. That's a great idea to build a – which actually I've taken my family to a couple that mm-hmm. they did a big screen outside. We brought our own chairs. We were sep- – we just we were together in family, had families around us, but they were separated. Brought your own popcorn, your own Cokes, and it was great. You could still interact with people, but it was that you had this community feeling that people were wanting to get together and you got to see people you hadn't seen in a while, get to meet new people. So it was a a neat opportunity, which still can work for the church in this setting. It's amazing how some of these ideas that we used years ago are finding their way and their place back in our society again. And I think the pandemic's brought a lot of that back. But talking about the ESL, if, if you're concerned about social distancing, I'm aware of one church that did ESL by Zoom. 
Hmm. Oh, wow. Because so they were able to be creative with the technology that was available. And then on the block parties, um, a lot of those resources are available and a lot of them don't take a lot of resources. But if a church is thinking, well, we don't have a lot of those types of resources. One church that that was limited in its financial resources, Mm -hmm. they found out the park because of the open air and it's all safe and everything. They found the park where a food truck was going to be. And they just had their people turn out to start to meet the people that were gathering that night. Yeah. So it was almost like the block party was done yeah. for them. That's awesome. It's a great way to go about it. Well, Phil, thank you for uh, joining us and us to continue our series here and talking more about uh, encountering people, which is critical, and be able to share the gospel and build those relationships. Uh, I'd like to also thank you for listening to our podcast today. If you have any questions for us, so we would love to hear from you. Uh, if you have any questions for Phil or what we do at TM Baptist Camps, please send us an email at ccinfo at tmbaptist.org. Until next time, I hope that you look for opportunities to start a conversation about Christ with someone you know. Thanks for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org.